Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to worship. Welcome to Sunrise Ministries this morning. My name is Dan. I'm the worship director here at this church. And if it's your first time with us, welcome as we worship and sing together today. I don't know if you guys, if, if many of you follow our Facebook page, but maybe you saw this last week or the week before that we are planning, the worship team is planning a throwback worship this Sunday. Today, we're going to do it. So um, many of you guys threw out suggestions to us, and the worship team kind of looked at them all, and we voted on which ones we want to play and do together. So um, we have that prepped for you. We had a lot of fun um, remembering these songs and, and thinking about where we were back then. So I want to actually challenge you guys this morning, too, as we, um, as we play and sing these songs. Think about where you were where you were in your life when you first sang these songs or first were learning these songs um, and what God was doing in your life at those times. I was thinking for me uh, as I was writing all these chord charts and singing them and trying to figure all these things out and getting set for the worship team, all these memories were coming flooding back. A lot of these songs, uh, they were like from the early 90s and I think the earliest or the most recent one is I think the year 2000. So they're all 20 to 30 years old, these songs. Uh, but I was back at Hope College, um, surrounded by a thousand other Hope College students in Dimnit Chapel, just worshiping and singing our guts out. And uh, it was a pretty formative time for me personally in my, in my walk and my faith with the Lord. So um, I want to challenge you guys, too, to think about that. Where were you when you were singing these songs? Um, I won't give away all of them, but it's, it's good, you guys. These songs are great. Why don't you guys stand with us as we sing, as we worship our God through these songs. Let's sing together. Here we go. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. And I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. We say yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen. Well, I'm pressed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. I'm blessed beyond the curse, for His promise will endure, that His joy is going to be my strength. Though the sorrow may last for the night, this joy comes with the morning. Yeah. I'm trading my sorrow. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. We say yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. 
Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen. Say it again, we say yes. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen. Well, I'm pressed but not crushed, persecuted, not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. I'm blessed beyond the curse, for His promise will endure, that His joy is going to be my strength. Though the sorrow may last for the night, His joy comes in the morning, yeah. I'm treating my sorrow. Treating my shame, I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. I'm treating my sickness, I'm treating my pain, I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. Yeah. I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying them down. The joy of the Lord. Oh, yes, I'm treating my sorrows. I'm treating my shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord.
Lord of all creation, of water, earth, and sky. The heavens are your tabernacle. Glory to the Lord on high. God of wonders beyond our Celebrate the light when I stumble in the darkness. I will call your name by night. God of wonders beyond our galaxy, you are.
go. Let's sing it out. And open up the doors and let the music play. Let the streets breeze down with singing. And so Upon injustice Did you feel the darkness tremble And all the saints join in one song And all the streams flow as one river to wash away our brokenness And here we see that God's moving A time of jubilee is coming When young and old will turn to Jesus Fling wide to heavenly gates Prepare the way of the risen Lord. Prepare the way and open up the doors and let the music play. Let the streets resound. Amen. Let's pray together. Oh God, you are a good God. We're thankful for these songs that we can sing that some of us haven't sung for 20 or 30 years, but God, thank you that these songs still ring true. The words that we just proclaimed ring true. The truths that we spoke. And God, truly, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. So good to be in your presence, singing and proclaiming who you are, the truth of who you are in our life, God. And God, as we sing, the mountains do tremble. The enemy trembles. And we sing these verses out, straight out of Scripture. Let them just penetrate deeply into our hearts this morning, God. The memories that came forth, uh, feelings that it came, that it brought. God, we're thankful for that. We're thankful for those things, God. You are a good God, and you deserve all of our honor, all of our glory, all of our praise that we give to you. That's our sacrifice of praise this morning, Jesus. You deserve it all. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can take a seat. 
Welcome, everybody. How's it going? Good. It's great to see you guys this morning. Um, so these songs, you said, what, 95 or so? Yeah, 93, 94, 95. So you were what, graduating college then? Ish. Okay. <laughs> I like to give Dan a hard time about being older than I am. He's barely older. Um, so these songs, for me, remind me of Mrs. Hammond. Um, and Mrs. Cockett, my Spanish and English teachers, I was never in great standing with them. So I would sit in chapel at Christian schools singing songs like this, thinking about the homework that was due for their classes. There's somebody back here who understands what I'm talking about. Those are the kinds of memories that come back to me for these kinds of songs. They're not super spiritual. So you guys are better than I am. Um, my name is Dan. It's great to see you here this morning, whether you're joining us online or you're here in the room. We're glad that you're with us today. Um, this morning, we're going to, in just a moment, have a couple come up who we get to welcome into partnership here at Sunrise. If you've been in churches for a while, we happen to call membership partnership. We can have that conversation later, but that's what we're going to do is introduce you to some folks who have decided that they're swimming in the same direction that we are and want to partner with us. But before we get to that, I want to let you know of a couple of announcements, and we'll start with Wednesday night, right up here. There it is. There's a game night, Wednesday night, here at the church. You're going to want to be here. If you will not be here, you won't be here. <laughs> You're going to want to come. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can bring games. We're going to have stuff set up wherever we can do it, whether it's Euchre or Settlers of Catan, whatever it is. Bring a game. We're going to have some fun. Bring your kids. We'll have some popcorn or something to make it worth your while, okay? So come to that. That's Wednesday. Uh, we also have uh, Sunrise Kids Day Camp coming up. Now, this is really cool, all right? This is not VBS. This is not not VBS. This is not a summer without it. This is not a summer with it. It's something kind of right in the middle, a delicious mix of the two, all right? So here it is. This summer, we're doing a sunrise day camp. It's six Tuesdays in June and July. For those of you whose brains just short-circuited, yes, there are more than that number of Tuesdays in those months, but that's what we're going to nail down, okay? So it's an opportunity for incoming fifth graders or, uh, sorry, incoming kindergartners through incoming fifth graders. Uh, it's going to be filled with Bible lessons, activities, and adventures. Pick up a flyer in the lobby or check out our website for registration and more information. There's some cool stuff that's happening here. Julie, back here in the corner, who probably does not want me to point her out, is the person you can talk to if you have questions and if you want to look for someone today to talk to. Otherwise, check out the email address that's not on there, julie at sunrisemen.org, or you can check out our website for more information. Um, other than that, just a general welcome to you guys. You probably noticed the QR code on the seats in front of you. At any point during the service, if you want to find out more information about us or share information about you, just scan that with the camera on your phone. It'll take you to a page on our website where you can fill out information or you can just read about us. We're a pretty exciting group of people, so I would challenge you to do that. Um, we're glad that you're here this morning. Let me pray for us, uh, and we'll continue in our service. God, thank you for today. Uh, thank you for um, these songs, whether it's the specific ones we sang this morning or songs we sang out of hardback hymnals in musty churches with wooden pews a long time ago. Uh, there's a way that music somehow can either pull us toward you or remind us of times in our lives where we have felt close to you. And so, God, we're thankful for that. Um, this morning, we pray that our time together would be beneficial, that it would be helpful for us, that it would be something that blesses your world, that would transform your world with grace and love as a result of this time together. So, God, thank you for being with us. Help us to follow you well. In Christ's name, amen. 
All right, now I just silenced my phone during that prayer because I got something that came in. So I would invite you to do the same if you'd like. Uh, Okay, so when there are folks who jump in at sunrise, they're usually here for a few weeks, and we kind of occasionally let folks know if you want to move in the same direction that we are, you want to learn more about us and find out how you can invest more in what we are doing, then there's this opportunity called partnership class. Folks come to that. There's a good exchange of information, just sharing stories, that kind of stuff. That way, both parties can kind of get to know each other a little bit, kind of like speed dating. Okay, not speed dating. Um, But at the end of that, there's an opportunity for folks to continue in conversation with some of our elders, to ask some good questions, to share their stories a little bit more, and to just kind of figure out what life at sunrise looks like. And our hope is always that at the end of that, families, individuals who go through that process feel like they have enough information to decide whether they want to be part of sunrise or not as partners. And so we've gone through that process for years here at Sunrise with different families. Many of you have been through that process. And this morning, I want to introduce you to a couple who have just finished that process, and we get to have them come up and celebrate that they love Sunrise, and they want to invest in this place with their energy, with their time, with whatever it is that's needed to help this group of people do what we say we want to do, and that is to transform the world with God's grace and love. So I'm going to have the Vancouverings go ahead and come on up. Uh, This is RJ and Alexa. Lexi, sorry, my bad, um, who have, like I said, they've gone through the process of having conversations with us, and we want to bring them up so that you can see them and hopefully find them at some point in the service, maybe in just a moment when we shake hands and release the kids to their environments, just to let them know that you see them and you're glad that they're here. So yeah, you guys can wave. Go ahead and wave. Now's a waving time. There we go. If you want to take a picture, now's the time for that. Um, (laughs) So these guys are here. Uh, We are excited that you guys are here. Uh, And if there's anything that we can do to support you, we're here as family to you. We want you to know that we're making a commitment to you, not just you, to us. So I'm going to pray for us, and after that, what we'll do is we'll have all of the kids who are excited, and even the ones who are not, about their environments, go ahead and go to their spaces after I pray. These folks will find their seats, and then you guys can help find them and each other, shake hands, grab a cup of coffee, whatever that is, and we'll continue with our service. God, thank you for the Vancouverings. Thank you for this church. Thank you for yourself. Uh, We are a group of people who long for, just like everyone else, relationship, healthy relationship. So God, I pray that as our kids go back into their spaces, they would form those with each other, with their teachers. Uh, God, for the kids who are signing up for summer camp, that that would be a wonderful time for them, that game night would be a fun time of winning, of just eating popcorn and hanging out. And God, thank you for the Vancouverings jumping in here at sunrise. Use us as an expression of your love and your grace in their lives. In Christ's name, amen. All right, everybody go ahead and stand up. Kids, you guys can go ahead and go back into your spaces. Welcome each other. All right, guys, go ahead and make your way back to your seats. Well, again, welcome, whether you're online or you're in person, we're glad that you're here. Uh, We have been walking through the Lenten season, Uh, really whether you've known it or not, this is the Lenten season of the church, where we look at and intentionally engage the 40 days of Jesus' life leading up to his death, burial, and resurrection. And so each year, for thousands of years, the church has decided to take that same journey so that we could together give up some of the things that we call sweet realizing that they are bitter, and pick up some of the things that we think are bitter that actually are sweet. They give us life. 
And in this journey, we've been looking, uh, actually leaning pretty heavily on this resource that's up on the screen. Uh, it's a book by Tish Oxenreiter called Bitter and Sweet. And so that's a tool that we have been using that has been very helpful in the process of putting all of this together. So this is the fourth week, the fourth Sunday of Lent. And each week, as we start our conversation, we take the time to consider a question. You don't need to answer it out loud, but the question for us right now to reflect on is, when has God given me opportunities this past week to trust that I have all I need? Now, this question didn't come out to you before this morning, so it's a little bit of a surprise, but take just a moment as you hear me speaking just to consider that. When has God given me opportunities this past week to trust that I have all that I need? The passage that we're going to look at this morning is from Matthew chapter 11. We're going to look at three verses, verses 28, 29, and 30, that will hopefully help us see whether coming into this room or even right now, if we haven't seen it before, that we do actually have what it is that we need. And there's a pretty simple way for us to acknowledge that. Now, in Matthew chapter 11, the story that's being written for us by this person named Matthew, who happened to be a tax collector... He was someone in his community who was hated because he was a Jewish man contracted by the Roman government to collect taxes from the Jews for the Roman government. But he decided that Jesus was someone whose life and story was compelling enough to follow to the point of hanging his own life on the hope of Jesus that he decided to write a letter to tell us about what it was like to see and to hear Jesus in person. And this chapter of Matthew 11 is when Jesus is speaking to followers of John the Baptist. A little bit of background on John the Baptist. He's a cousin of Jesus. And there were people who decided to follow John the Baptist because they saw him as the person who clearly painted the picture of this person, they didn't know his name yet, who would be coming, who would show the one true way to a full life and a great relationship with God. Now that person happened to be Jesus. And so we have this large group of people who are following John the Baptist, and John the Baptist has been telling him, there is this person who is way better than I am. I can't, I'm not even worthy enough to take his shoes off for him. But he's going to come, and he's going to show us the way to God. And then Jesus shows up in this episode, in Matthew chapter 11, and he begins to talk to these followers of John the Baptist who are waiting to find out who this person is, who's going to show them the way toward God. And Jesus says to them these words, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying burdens, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all of you, who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. And I'll give you rest. It's in moments like these that we realize that though Matthew is writing for a particular audience that has long ago deceased, he's also writing to us. Because we have been those moms who are struggling (laughs) 
to give birth. We have been the young professionals who don't know what to do with life except to put our palms on our heads and just wonder how things are going to go. It's not hard to recognize that Jesus is talking not just to those people who were around John the Baptist, but he's also speaking to us. Because we all carry burdens, right? We're all weary at some point. And what's difficult in life is that, at least in the U.S., when you're tired and you have school in the morning and you have an exam first hour that you haven't really studied for, the story isn't, oh, no big deal. It's, you're going to do it. You've got to work harder. If you want that promotion at work, well, you can't just slow down. If you're weary, if you're burdened, well, then you've got to figure out a way on your own to figure it out because life is a burden and it just stinks. We had a professor once who told us that. We all came to class once. We had a big assignment that was due. I was actually, this is astounding to me, I journaled about it because it was so anomalous. I was one of the students who had my homework done on time that day. Clap for me. I'm kidding, don't. <laughs> but so many people in the classroom came. They were exhausted. It was that part of the school year where everything was just crushing all of us, and they came to the professor and asked, can we please have an extension? Can you push this back just two days? And the professor responded with words that I will never forget, and that I may or may not have used with my children at some point when they complain about things. He looked at us with a scowl on his face because he was Baptist, so he knew how to scowl well. (laughs) I grew up Baptist too, so I can make fun of him. He said, you know what, guys? Life sucks and then you die. (laughs) Your homework is due today. None of us felt good about that. And for households for whom what I just said is offensive, I'm sorry, it was a quote. Um, But that's what he said. And whether or not we want to use those kinds of words, that's often what it is we hear in response from people, or we even tell ourselves when life is crushing us so hard, we need some kind of relief, right? Right? But it's Jesus who comes, and he, he is this person who, according to John, has this strong connection with God to the point where maybe he actually is God himself in the form of a man, and Jesus comes to this group of people who have probably been told just like we have, trained just like we have to think, in order to get through life, you just have to stiffen that upper lip, put on that Dutch heritage that you've had in West Michigan, suck it up, and make it through. Jesus addresses all of the people who are around him when he says in generic language, Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. How many of the children's programs that you went to, or youth groups that you were involved in, or Christian schools that you went to, felt like they were creating environments of rest? 
How many churches have you been part of? How many small groups have you led or contributed to where the environment that you have been offered as you walk into them feeling weary and as though you have a heavy burden on your back, the response that you get, the environment that's there as you take a seat is one of rest. And that poses an interesting question that I don't have the time to explore right now, but why? Why not? Why have those environments that we have either been part of or that we have created to invite others into not been spaces of rest? Maybe it's because we don't understand the profoundness of this passage, of what it is that Jesus is saying. It's simple. It's easy. (laughs) Come to me, and I'll give you rest. but it's hard. Jesus goes on to say, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart. Now in this move, what we have is Jesus who's coming closer to the people he's talking to, whether it is physically or at least relationally. He's not saying, you know, life is hard. You're carrying big burdens. I get all of that. You're weary and you're tired. I'll give you rest. Deuces, shoot me an email. No, he says... Take my yoke upon you. I have something that I can give to you. Learn from me. It's another way of saying the same words that he gave to everyone who wanted to be a part of what it was he was doing. Follow me. Come with me on a journey. There is no cross this line of faith. Raise your hand as everyone's eyes are closed so that you can say that you're going to follow me. No, Jesus says, learn from me. Follow me. And we hear that all the time from people, right? (laughs) You can go on Facebook, you can watch commercials. There are all kinds of people who are going to say, I can give you something that's going to make your life better. Follow me, right? I have a yoke that I can give you, and it's going to free you from all of your troubles. Just pay four installments of 1995, right? This is a point where the uniqueness of Jesus rises to the surface. He's not saying, follow me because I have all of the answers and I will help you toughen yourself up. I will give you the plan that you need to help you physically, spiritually, and emotionally get stronger. No, he simply says, follow me. And he goes on to say, I am gentle. And I am humble in heart. Gentle and humble in heart. I have a grandpa who died this last year. And we got together as a family a few years, not a few years, (laughs) a few months after it is he died. We're not that cruel. Um, But a few months after he passed away because we couldn't get together during COVID. And that for me was a really cool experience because I was invited to share a story about my grandpa. And one of the stories that I remember most about him, it wasn't just one single story, but it was a way of life that he had set up with us that was a conglomerate of all different kinds of episodes that pointed to the same thing, and that is this. It didn't matter what kind of life we had lived when we as cousins all came together in this tight, warm, nut-roll-scented cabin up on the woods up on a hill in the woods. Our grandpa would be waiting inside and we'd come in and he'd give us all a hug. 
And it wasn't one of those mamby-pamby hugs, you know, like, yeah, good to see you. It was a big, two-armed bear hug. And he would whisper in every one of our ears, I love you. God bless you. And we all knew that there were cousins who made awful decisions. Cousins who decided to not come to family gatherings because they were afraid that they were going to get judged. Because they would. But if they knew grandpa was going to be there, that his response was going to be one of humbleness of heart, one of gentleness, they would come. How many of you, when you're on the side of the road and you need help fixing a flat tire, want a rough, gruff person who's going to tell you about how it was, you should have had your tires rotated at the right time, and if you would have taken care of them rightly, then you wouldn't have this bald spot, and then you wouldn't have this flat tire on the side of the road. Way to go. I don't want that kind of person. Neither do you. How many of you, when you're struggling with something in your life that you feel like if you were to expose it to the people around you, how many of you would want to expose it to people who would respond to you with, are you even someone who knows who God is? What's the matter with you? I don't know anyone who would do anything like that. That's the worst decision anyone could make. You know the things that we often hear people around us say when there's something that we've done that's not okay. That is not communicating gentleness humbleness of heart. And you know as well as I do, if you've gone into an AA meeting or you've met with a counselor or you have found someone like my grandpa who is loving and understanding and welcoming at all times, that those are the spaces where you can let go of those heavy burdens, right? Where you can let your weariness be known. And it is Jesus, the God of heaven in human form, who shows us the way to God, who tells the people who are trying to follow him, this is who I am. I am the perfect example of someone you can come to with all of your burdens, with all of your weariness, and I will respond to you not like this, but like this. So, what is your burden? What is your weariness that you bring into this time and into this space? Dan and I took a picture to help show what a yoke is. Here we are here in the front yard. (laughs) Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. We often think a yoke is something heavy, another burden. I know you're burdened, I know you're weary, but if you'll just take on this really heavy thing, I'll make your life better. That's not what Jesus is saying. A yoke with these oxen here, Dan, we look good by the way, it ties those two together. It makes their work more productive, more efficient. It lets the one person who is alone know that there's always someone right there with them. Let's go back to this verse. I'll show you some pictures here. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. A kind mom who has given birth before says to her daughter as she gives birth. My yoke isn't all of the junk that I've had to deal with. It's I'll be there with you in your circumstances. 
and I can't take away the pain that you're experiencing, but I'll be there with you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, underclassmen. Trust me. Follow me. I'll show you where English class is. I hope you walk down the hallways where the upperclassmen won't, won't write offensive things on your forehead. If life, if following God is something like learning an instrument, it's N.T. Wright that suggests this, it's as though we are musicians in need of someone to teach us how to play our lives out well so that they sound glorious and beautiful to the God of heaven and to the people around us. If life is like that, then taking on a yoke is to be like this student learning how to play an instrument. Take my yoke upon you, a teacher will say to a student. It doesn't mean I'm going to make your life miserable. It means I know how this works. And if you will hitch yourself to me, I will show you how to make beautiful music. Now, you guys know as well as I do that it doesn't take that much work, right? Like, I talked to Dan. I haven't even talked to Dan. But we're going to pretend I talked to Dan this week about playing the piano. And we came out here, and he showed it to me and showed me how to play a couple of keys. And then now I know how to play the piano, and it's beautiful. Right? No, it takes time, right? It takes someone who's not going to tell you, figure it out, I have this much time. It's the gentle, faithful presence of someone who says, learn from me. What is your burden? What's your yoke? What's your weariness? Where are you taking it? Are you taking it to the news channel? Are you taking it to Facebook? Are you taking it to your neighbors who you really agree with on certain things? Are you taking it to your friends or your ex-friends who you really disagree with on some things? You know as well as I do that when we go in those directions, our lives feel more heavy, more burdened, more weary, right? It's those kinds of moves that push us in the direction of self-protection, of numbing ourselves out so that we don't feel the weight of life for a certain period of time. But if we are followers of Jesus, if we are people who are trying to follow someone like John the Baptist who says, I know the way to Jesus who is God himself, then we must listen enough to what Jesus is saying to consider that maybe we don't just need to change what we think about God can do, but maybe we need to actually restructure, reorder, reform our lives in such a way that we step into actually following Jesus. And so if that is the case, we have a Jesus who says to all of us, if you're weary, you're heavy burdened, I'll give you rest. So take my yoke on you. Connect yourself to me. Don't try to run off into the fields by yourself. Don't try to figure out your career by yourself or your relationships by yourself, but connect yourself to me, and I will walk with you 
and help you make progress slowly, that it'll lighten your load and it'll bring you rest. Jesus goes on to say that you'll find rest for your souls. Your soul is the the seat of your person. It is the place where your emotions, your thought, where everything kind of springs from in the thinking of Matthew. In the deepest part of your being, not just in the last 30 minutes where you're trying to fall asleep, but in all of life. When the world around you is bananas, and when the world around you is rainbows and butterflies, Jesus is offering a peace. Because he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so, gracious Father, whose blessed Son, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world, evermore give us this bread, that he may live in us and we in him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So we're going to close the service with another one of their, one of our favorites. <clears throat> As we do this, we're going to um, give up our tithes and offerings to, to God. The offering buckets in the back, you can do that during the song if you want or on your way out. Also, those QR codes are um, on those seats. For those online worshiping with us, the link will drop in the comments in just a second. But let's just take this time to continue to... Um, have our hearts focused on Jesus as we sing and um, praise him.
What does it mean to take on Jesus' yoke? What is his burden that's light? It's the God of heaven and the person of Jesus who said the most important things we can do with our lives. If you're going to forget everything else, hang your life on this. Love God and love people like you love yourself. What if, instead of trying to please a God who we think wants sacrifice, but instead wants mercy, we were to walk through life in such a way where our first thoughts were, how can I love God and how can I love people in this situation? It is the God of heaven in the form of Jesus who says to us that it is his burden, his yoke that is light and gives us rest. God, would you use us as an expression of your love and of your grace in this world to each other and to the world around us so that we can let go of, we can shed the expectations of anything else and we can find rest for our weary and heavy burdened souls. In Christ's name, amen. Sunrise, we love you. Have a good week. We have an app where we can put pictures of ourselves up to help each other know each other and names and all that kind of stuff. We're going to take pictures of the folks who you met today, the Vancouverings who are new here. If you want your picture in our app, you can do that too. We'll be out here to take a picture. Otherwise, have a great week. We'll see you.